St. Paul continues to speak to us about life in Christ, and today, in fact, uh, death in Christ, as we move to reading from his letter to the Philippians, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Everything about us since we were baptized has been transformed, and we we live for Christ and we die for Christ. As St. Paul says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And we read in his letter today that he seems to be going through some kind of uh, little conflict. Uh, He feels that it would somehow be better to die uh, because then he would enter into heaven. And yet it's better for the people who he's been called to serve and preach the gospel to that he remains and he's content uh, with that as well. And this gives us a, a very healthy view of life and death. We have a natural sense of clinging to life, and yet we, we know, which is a good thing, it's an instinct, it's planted there by God, and yet we know that we are called to, uh, to eternal life with Christ. And therefore, as the Catechism tells us in commenting on this excerpt from St. Paul's letters to Philippians, the Christian can experience a desire for death like St. Paul's. My desire is to d- depart and be with Christ. He can transform his, the Christian can transform his own death into an act of obedience and love towards the Father after the example of Christ. And in fact, I have the good fortune to witness this many times as I go and visit people uh, who are approaching the end of their lives or with them really at the very end. Um, that there is that resignation and obedience to Christ and the willing acceptance of their passing from this life to the next. But also, I encounter people, and maybe you've felt like this sometimes, I I sometimes have as well, you know, Lord, if you you want, you can take me right now. (laughs) Um, Life is good, but sometimes it gets a little bit much, and, uh, you know, you can take me right now, that'll be fine. Nevertheless, what your, not my will, but yours. All right, so it's a healthy thing sometimes to pray, if you like, in that healthy way for an end to this life, because we know it's going to end someday anyway, yet always in accordance with the will of God. Maybe it's for my good. I need more time for penance. Maybe it's for the good of others that I'm called to remain uh, on this earth longer. Whatever it is, to live in Christ, to die in Christ. Either way, we do all for Christ. St. Teresa of Avila said, I want to see God, and in order to see him, I must die. And that other great Carmelite, Teresa, St. Therese of Lisieux, you know, she was uh, dying of tuberculosis. She said, I am not dying, I am entering life. And Therese's mother died when she, Therese, was very young. She was only four years old, if I remember rightly, when her mother, St. Zélie Matern, uh, died. And St. Zélie and St. Louis did all they can uh, to to prolong the life of Zélie, even though they uh, they were a man and a woman of great faith and knew that the important thing was getting to heaven. And yet they went on pilgrimages and sought you know, to Lourdes, asking for a miracle, and they sought out the medical help that they could get so that St. Zelie's life could be prolonged. And yet they had that resignation to God's will. And St. Zelie herself, 
saw as her, her ultimate vocation, along with that of her husband, that her children would get to heaven, whether they remained on earth or not. And of course, they, they lost four children in early childhood, uh, so, and they had them baptized, of course, so they had the confidence that they already had four in heaven, and the, the, all the other girls entered into the religious life, the most famous one, of course, St. Therese, who entered at the age of 15, giving herself entirely to God, causing a great suffering, but a joyful suffering in the heart of her father, St. Louis, who considered Therese as her little princess or queen, and Therese likewise considered her father as, his, as her king. Uh, and yet he, he willingly uh, gave her to the community of Carmel there in Lucia, knowing that once she passed through those doors, she would never, never leave. Um, so a great act of love and sacrifice, in a sense of dying to self, both of them, St. Louis dying to himself in giving his daughter, and St. Therese dying, and her sisters dying to themselves in giving themselves to Christ. In a sense, that's already happened to each of you, each one of us here, you and, you and I who have been baptized. We died when we were baptized in Christ, so that our lives would always now be his. And whether, whether we live or die, they are for his. They are his. St. Ambrose says, for life is to be with Christ. Where Christ is, there is life, there is the kingdom, whether, whether here on earth or whether in heaven. Today we will hear uh, an appeal uh, that we would support the formation of our seminarians, men young, some of them called in the uh, you know, earlier hours of their life, if you like, the first or the third hour, maybe the sixth, some called in the ninth, some even in the eleventh hour, as we hear in today's gospel. Um, but they've responded to God's call to go and work in the vineyard. You too, go and work in my vineyard. And in that sense, they have given themselves over to the Lord. In that sense, there is a dying to self as well, so that they may be instruments like St. Paul of spreading the gospel, of ministering to the holy people of God in word and sacrament, hopefully themselves growing in holiness every day of their lives, drawing, them, drawing themselves closer to our Lord, but also giving themselves, placing themselves at the service of the people of God, so the people of God might also be drawn closer to the Lord through their ministry. We pray they may be healthy and live a long life of faithful service in, in, the, priest, in the priestly ministry. But again, whether, to, whether they live or whether they die, they die in the Lord and do the good that is given to them for as long as the Lord allows them to work uh, in the vineyard. So in a few moments, we'll watch uh, uh, the appeal uh, for our support, and you will find in your pews these envelopes which uh, uh, call upon you and me, call upon us to uh, pledge support, and we, can, we have to pray, each one of us, how much is God calling uh, you, how much is God calling me to support financially the support of our seminarians? You don't, the formation of our seminarians. You do not need to make any payment today. This is a pledge. So you can fill this in as a pledge and hand it in. The basket will come round after communion, separate from the offertory collection. 
You can, of course, make your offering today or your first installment if you want to make it over installments. That's perfectly acceptable. Or you can bring this envelope back another time, place it in the basket. It doesn't matter which basket it goes in because it'll be identifiable as for the seminarian appeal. Or you can mail it directly uh, to the seminary appeal office. Um, so all of us, uh, you know, let's pray that the Lord will inspire us to, to be generous in our support of the formation and education of our seminarians.